Good morning! Today is October 26th. It's Thursday, and this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbits. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Good morning, Saints. So we're missing a couple this morning. We're still going to try to play one of our songs called Messiah. So it won't sound the same without drums and violin, but the message will still be there.
Praise the Lord. Amen. Eight o'clock is not that much later than seven when you're singing that song somehow. <laughs> yeah, but if we got up and went for a jog at six, we'd be, we'd be ready. All right, God, right, all right, all right, all right. Bob, hey, Bob. Misty, hey, Misty. Uh, Lise, Charles, Diane, good to see you guys. Laura, praise the Lord. All righty, all righty, let's jump over here on the captions. So yesterday, we, we, we only got two verses yesterday, two, two proverbs yesterday. Um... So when we got to the train up a child and the way he should go, I mean, there's just a whole, whole lot there and a lot to speak to in our community. And uh, I think it was it was Brother um, Scott Gibson said something really good yesterday. It goes along uh, with with one, you know, some of the things we're talking about is, look, it's all about eternity. And our life is supposed to impact eternity for us and for the people around us and the people we are discipling. Children are disciples of the Lord. Uh, every believing parent should be discipling, training children to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, it's so easy to be misunderstood, and, and sometimes I fumble over myself just being sure that we won't be misunderstood, but, you know, don't want anybody to think in any way that we are against any type of education. We love education. We believe in education. I still study. I'm 55 now, and I still continually am learning, and I, I love to learn. But we live in a time where you have to be careful, and people are teaching wrong things. And uh, the, the, the main thrust is this. I had rather my children die and go to heaven poor as dirt than have everything this world can have and die without Christ. And I know that every one of you are the same way. I know you are. And so, and, and we need to be sure that that gets across to people that uh, what's most important is impacting eternity. And I think, and Scott even talked about his career. Uh, yesterday he said, my career uh, is only as good as it impacts eternity or something like that. So I really like that. Thanks, Brother Scott, for that. I love to read you guys' comments. I go back and read them later, and I just praise God that you guys comment. All right, verse 7, we, uh, we'll we start with today, verse 7. And I think the only thing I put in here was just enslaved uh, as a subtitle or title. It says this, it says the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. Uh, and there's there's different ways we can understand this uh, proverb, all of them very close, but there's nuances. One, in, 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 in pretty much any community, it always, uh, you know, the, the wealthier people are gonna move to the rulership or those that's leading more. It's just a natural progression of what happens in communities, uh, almost always, pretty much always. Uh, but one of the one of the one of the teachings that the Lord had for His people, okay, Israel, and then and then of course we're grafted into that tree, 
okay? As believers, the church, right? Uh, he, God did not want his people to be in bondage and, and be um, indebted. It's so much so that even if, even if you had to become in, indebted because of whatever, bad decisions, bad decisions, things happened in your life and you had to become indebted to your neighbor and even sell your property to him or, or whatever. Did you know it was only for 49 years? The 50th, the 50, 50th is called a jubilee. And the jubilee was when everybody got their property back. And why did God do that? It's like the jubilee is God's reset. And it's, it's a reset button that he put in his rule of law among his communities. And, and it was to say, no matter what happened, you know, you cannot continue to be in that state, right? Uh, so you get you get your land back because God says, I'm giving this land to this tribe and this land to this tribe and this land to this tribe. This, you know, as someone said, the only nation upon earth that has borders spelled out by the creator of the universe itself is Israel. The borders. I'm, the, here's your land. It's to go from here to here, no other nation has that, you know, in the Word of God. So, uh, that that the land, as long as you have, it's just like you know, with my kids, we have some land here. As long as there's land, they're supposed to have it. That's why, even in America, there was never supposed to be in the original. It wasn't supposed to be land tax. Did you know that? Why? Because if you had family land then you had a place and, and the government couldn't take it from you. Well, now, of course, that's changed. So even if Lisa and I go and if, if my kids don't pay the land taxes every year, then they'll sell my land off the courthouse steps. You know, but it was not supposed to be that way uh, because this debt, this, uh, this debt is a serious thing. Now, to say that, many of you know uh, that I got on a journey myself. Uh, uh, Henry Blackaby, a faithful saint of God, he's a teacher of teachers, teacher of preachers, preacher of preachers. Uh, I remember hearing him teach a bunch of uh, pastors once, and I was listening to it, and he said, he said, the truth is most of you cannot just say, I'll go wherever you send me, Lord. Here I am, send me. And he said, most of you can't do that because you're in so much debt that you can't just go wherever God says or do what God says because you're indebted. Man, that struck me hard. And, um, you know, I, I pretty much live the American lifestyle, the American dream, and, and we've been in debt since... I guess I've been in debt since I was 16 years, no, not 16, 17 years old. 17 years old, and I'm 55, and Lisa and I became debt-free this year. Oh, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We owe nobody for nothing. We just what? have to pay our taxes. taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Insurance. But yeah. still, because that's a part of me, I have a temptation now. You know, I, I drive an old 97 truck. There's this temptation that it's like, okay, now I can go out and get me a nice truck, you know. There's this temptation 
to get back in debt. But look, verse 7 says, the rich rules over the poor. The borrower is servant to the lender. And in the community, the one lending the money is kind of on a higher scale than the one borrowing the money. And that's just how it is. And uh, there's always this servanthood. There's always this enslavement that it entails. Now, last week I was preaching revival up in Louisville, Kentucky, and some of these guys were there. Some of the Daybreak people were there. Met some people that are part, that are part of Daybreak every day that never see their comments. So it was good to meet you guys. And of course, Sister Diane, Brother Rich Creel was there. Uh the last night, Friday night, I preached on prisons and and have, being locked up in a prison, right? Uh, there's there's prisons of many kinds and there's enslavement of many kinds. And I think this proverb can speak to that too. You know, we do not want to be in bondage to anything. We want to owe no man anything but to love one another. That's what the Lord says. That's what the scripture says. Owe no man anything but to love one another. And so... Praise the Lord. Uh, that's not to rub you raw. If you are in debt, like I said, we've been in debt since I was 17 years old. And praise the Lord. I just want you to rejoice with me. We are now debt free. And I, that frees me up to be able to focus more on the Nesbitt family ministries, to be able to say yes to more engagements, regardless of what the offering might be. It, it gives me more freedom. Does that make sense? I have more freedom and to, because I don't have to, you know. Because you don't owe nobody nothing. I don't owe anybody anything. Man, it feels good. Thank you, Jesus. <sighs> Verse 8 says, did I put it up there? He who sows iniquity will reap sorrow. The rod of his anger will fail. He who sows iniquity will reap sorrow. You know, my dad told me when I was young, I tell my kids, I tell my son, your choices have consequences. Sowing and reaping, we don't know as much about. Some of you guys probably do, but our culture doesn't know as much about sowing and reaping. We reap what we sow. If you sow plentifully, you reap plentifully, right? Bountifully, that's how it is, okay? Uh, but we're not much of an agricultural society anymore, or hardly at all. Basically, the only thing we sow and reap is a little bit of a garden once in a while. Right, Mama? We put ourselves in jeopardy. Yeah. But the, the reaping and sowing, but that template of sowing seeds and reaping a harvest is a template throughout Scripture. It's a true... Um, paradigm and vision of reality and it goes with sowing iniquity sowing sin bad decisions we make in our life is going to reap sorrow in our life there's no way around it it's going to happen we cannot sow iniquity and think oh we're, we're not going to have any sorrow it's coming it's coming get a hold of it and and once that sorrow comes you know, it doesn't matter how angry you get. You can't do anything about it. You can shake your fist. You can get mad. It doesn't matter. You know, it's going to fail. It's not going to deliver you, no matter how angry we get. You're going to reap sorrow if you sow iniquity. Um, and so don't sow iniquity. Amen. 
I've sold a lot of iniquity, iniquity in my life, and I have reaped a lot of sorrow. Praise God. But because of Jesus and because of grace, we're able to repent and leave that lifestyle behind and follow Him now. And then now God blesses us as we follow Him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 9. He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives of his bread to the poor. So the imagery here is a, a guy's got a loaf of bread, right? But he's not the guy that's got the loaf of bread that's saying, no, you go get your own to the people around him. He's like, hey, I've got a loaf here. Let me share. I'll share my bread with you. I'll share what I have with you. This is a characteristic of God's children. They're filled with God's love. We share what we have with others. Um, think of, think you know, a couple of weeks ago, I'm going through the book of the Gospel of John down at Providence on at, at Hartsville on Sunday mornings, and um, the feeding of the five thousand. You know, God can do much with what you give Him. It doesn't matter the amount. Just search your heart, talk to the Lord, and say, God, what's my portion? How can I help? What do I have to help those in need? A little boy had five fish, uh, five loaves, excuse me, five loaves of bread. And they were barley loaves, by the way, which was the cheapest that you could get. I mean, the and two fish. He had given them, he surrendered them to Jesus, and then Jesus fed a multitude that the Bible says 5,000 men, not counting women and children. So we're talking about probably fifteen to 20,000 people he fed with that little sack lunch, right? And so the Lord, and the Lord reiterates that through our Lord, Jesus Christ, that we are to be a generous people. And if we are a generous, if we have a generous eye, we look at people in a generous way, that our first instinct is not selfishness. And though sometimes it kind of is, even for Christians, uh, somebody might say, well, what do I do? Because sometimes I still battle with that. Okay, if you're born again, the Spirit of God lives in you, and He will work on you with that. And He will bring it to your attention. Just be sure to allow the Spirit of God to bring the fruit of the Spirit out in your life because it's joy and peace and love and long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, self-control, and He gives us the ability to be generous in our hearts. So I encourage you, have a generous eye, and God is going to bless you. God is going to bless you. Verse 10, where we at? Verse 10, cast out the scoffer and contention will leave. Yes, strife and reproach will cease. So cast out the scoffer, contention will leave. There are those who are always, you could say, always causing trouble. <laughs> oh, the scoffer, the one who scoffs, uh, sows discord, um, making fun of and, and through that souls discord. It's I've shared over and over and over on here on daybreak. Guys words are powerful. The voices we use is powerful. Okay. 
And there are t- there's time for rebuke. There's time for correction and speaking that. That's part of being a child of God. But if that's not what we're doing, we should be speaking with a, a speech that brings grace to the hearers, that brings love and compassion and grace, not one who sows discord and aggravation and stirs people up. You know, and, and it says, look, get the scoffer away from you. In other words, sometimes you got to get the scoffer out of your life. Just come on. Not because you don't love them. We even love our enemies. It's but it's not Some doing you good. You gotta love from a distance. Some people you gotta love from a distance. Good and word, borders wife. Borders are good things. Borders are good things. Sometimes you gotta set borders and you say, Can't do that. Can't go there. You know, it's just it's not good for me. It's not good. You hang around people that scoffing and negative all the time, it's going to get on you. I've I've seen it as a supervisor. In a plant, Bonnell uh, was one of the lead men, foreman there, uh, foreman there, lead men. And you'd have somebody on a crew, a good worker. He never complains. He never is fussing. I've shared this with some of you before. Some of you've heard it. Some of yes. you've not. You've I have shared it on Daybreak, though. And every time, if I put a scoffer, if I put a complainer working with someone who never complains, it never failed. Within two, three weeks, now the other guy that never complained before, now he's complaining all the time. It just never fails, right? It's like, that's not good. And sometimes it's like, I got to get these, I got to separate these. It ain't good for them to work together. That causes me problems. So I understand this literally. Strife and reproach will cease. What time is it? Okay. Uh, Yeah, we'll stop there. It's 23 after. So we'll stop there. And uh, thank you for being here this morning. Uh, Remember to share your opinions. I love to read your opinions as well. Maybe I should start doing that right at the end here. Missed us yesterday. Hey, Miss Peggy. Hey, Diane says, how about that new speaker of the house? Oh, my gosh. What about that new speaker of the house? Guys, the third most powerful person in America now is an open, devout man of God and not ashamed. And so this was like, this was a blessing. He's from Louisiana. And in case some of you don't know, you got the president, the vice president, speaker of the house is third in charge. And so yesterday, uh, brother from Louisiana was elected a house speaker. He got all 220 Republican vote, so that's a unity vote of the Republicans. What a an amazing thing that is! And I even put a I put a polo out to my group last night. I'm like, you need to listen to his speech. Go to YouTube, put new Speaker of the House, and watch his speech, his acceptance speech. He is not ashamed of God. I just loved it when he talked about how his wife had been on her knees praying for two weeks, and I love how he talked about. In God we trust in there and the responsibility upon that house. It's just, it was just beautiful and it's good. Praise the Lord for that. Oh, I love it, love it, love it. Okay, God is good and that's, that's really good for our country. And I believe God heard the prayers of his people. All right, so let's pray. 
We'll say the Lord's Prayer, and we will see you then tomorrow. Here we go. Our Father, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen and amen. All right, saints. Love you guys. God bless you. You are such a blessing to be with. This this online Bible study. I really do appreciate you being here. All right, bye. Shalom.